ways we could get somewhere faster? Well, you're going to want to hear this. The Virgin Hyperloop hit an important milestone on Sunday, carrying its first two passengers at its Nevada test site. The Hyperloop is an experimental transportation system that uses magnets in a vacuum tube. The vehicle accelerated in the airless 500-meter-long tube to 100 miles per hour before coming to a stop. Companies like Virgin envision the Hyperloop tubes connecting cities, allowing travel travelers to reach their destinations at a projected 600 miles an hour. Oh, as I always say, bring a squeegee. 600 <laughs> miles per hour. So is this going to actually happen in my lifetime? That would be amazing. The fact that California is spending billions of dollars on a bullet train nobody wants that will never exist, and even if it did exist... It's a regular train. It's just a train I can fly. Southwest has a flight that goes there. Every 15 minutes. Um, but this would this would change the world. Yes. If you connected San Francisco and Los Angeles with this thing, it would change the world. 600 miles per hour gliding on air. Yeah. I think I'll go to a meeting in L.A. for lunch. And then I'll be back uh, in time for the uh, you know afternoon sales meeting. Mm-hmm. Could be done. Yeah, yep. Of course, again, the whole braking system at six hundred yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, just have a drain on the floor. Oh, stop it now! You're talking about the great Elon Musk shoots rockets into space and brings them back, dusts them off, and uses them again. The first several carloads of people. Get your affairs in order. All right, <laughs> it's new technology. They're going to get jellified. Yeah, but that would be so cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I was telling my kids about this the other day. It's just, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It should be getting more attention, and certainly, you know, he he's trying to do it on his own, or uh, not go in the direction of a big giant government project. But God, the billions and billions and billions of dollars being spent on the stupid train. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's a ripoff. Uh, what's not a ripoff is the COVID vaccine. The news coming out yesterday that uh, Pfizer's come up with something that's 90% effective and the stock market went through the roof. And you talk about a game changer. This could change the way we've been living for the last nine months. Um, the 90% rate is far above most expectations. The FDA had set 50% as uh, a rate they would consider for expedited approval. If it had been 50% effective, they were going to say, go ahead. Do it. No 10-year trial. We're doing it. Let's get it out there. Wow. And it turned out it was 90% effective, Um, which is pretty good. Annual flu vaccines, I didn't know this. They're 30 to 60% effective. In good years, they're 60%. But in a lot of years, it's only a 30% effective. Wow. Wow. That takes the fun out of it. Yeah. The takes the fun out of getting jabbed with a needle. By the person at the CVS. (laughs) The 90% rate for the Pfizer uh covid vaccine would put it nearly on par with the measles vaccine in terms of effectiveness it's is just, that the king of vaccines yeah and it also works with older people which a lot of vaccines don't well geez i'm glad that turned out to be the case that was going to take a lot of the fun out of it if it doesn't work on old people where the people are getting killed the most mm-hmm. that is good news provokes an immune response uh, healthcare workers and Americans most at risk are likely to receive the vaccine first. That's in just a couple of weeks. Then talk show hosts, clearly. <laughs> and if all goes well, it'll be available to most Americans by as early as April now, the Wall Street Journal is saying. Wow. So it went from next fall when Trump was running for president and talking about 
how we're this close to turning the corner and we've almost got the vaccine and everything's going to be great. He claimed said, without evidence. Exactly. Fact check. Nobody thinks there'll be a vaccine till next fall. Now, all of a sudden, the election's over and five days later, I'm told we're going to get it in December. Eh, seems a little hinky. It does. It really does. Anyway, it'll be available to most Americans in April and uh, they're going to start rolling it out in just a couple of weeks. The U.S. could reach herd immunity faster than most experts anticipated or said even a couple of days ago before the election. Uh, the poll numbers are striking, though. We talked about this yesterday. Only 60% of doctors, 40% of nurses say they'll take it. Uh, got this from... Uh, and I think... Can you look up the general population? I've seen different numbers, but I remember there was one that it was in the one-third area for the general population said they would take it. Mm. Of course, that was during the period of time when... All of the media and Joe and Kamala were going out there saying, don't take the Trump vaccine. Who knows? It's probably full of bleach. He's a crazy person. Oh, wait a second. Where's that jackass, Andrew? Play clip number one for us, Sean. The good news is uh, the Pfizer tests look good and we'll have a vaccine shortly. The bad news is uh, that it's about two months before Joe Biden takes over. The Trump administration is rolling out the vaccination plan, and I believe it's flawed. I believe it, it learns nothing from the past. They're basically going to have the private providers do it. We can't let this vaccination plan go forward the way the Trump administration is designing it because Biden can't undo it two months later so what are you saying just wait wait till biden takes office sorry old people sorry health care providers we gotta wait surely surely joe biden would push back against that ask cuomo oh and it did mention in that same wall street journal article by the way and i think this is I, i i hope joe biden tips his cap to this that operation warp speed that was featured on 60 minutes from sunday night that was a Trump administration thing, all right? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, uh, presented glowingly on 60 Minutes. Isn't this an amazing accomplishment of logistics that we're going to be able to get this out all across America in such a short period of time? Oh, no, it was the worst response of any country on Earth. I think if Biden would say, yeah, Trump administration did good with that, now we're going we're gonna to take it across the finish line and everybody will be better. I think that would be a, a great political move. But Perhaps. He'd get killed by the... Social media for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're they're going to do that anyway. Uh, frequent correspondent C. Busy writes, Guys, uh, just listen to the segment where you said 40% of doctors, 60% of nurses would likely not take the COVID vaccine. Uh, frontline medical, let's state this another way. Frontline medical workers who are presumably are the most in the know and most likely to get COVID did a simple calculus in their head and determined the risk of getting COVID, well, just doesn't outweigh the unknowns of a new vaccine. Wayne, I'm sorry, I must have missed something. Why the hell did we shut down the entire world to protect us from a disease that doesn't even have those most likely to get it sprinting for a vaccination? Does that not tell us everything we need to know about the overhyped nature of this? Well, it might. It might. I still think there's flaws in in assigning what we know about the virus today to decisions that were made in month one of learning about this. Right. Although, for instance, in Europe and some uh, blue states, they're talking about a big giant shutdown again now, right now, not then, now. Uh, I I also need to point out that not all nurses deal deal with COVID patients. In fact, most of them don't. Um, So, I don't know. It's an interesting point, though. No doubt. When I wasn't feeling good last week, my doctor said if I... Still felt bad the next morning. I should come in and get a COVID test. Um, and that was going to be my first one. And I had felt a little bad a couple other times. And they said, no, without a fever, 
forget it. But anyway, they said, call when you get here. Come around the back door. So there's a special way you come. Ask in. for Jimmy. <laughs> uh, slip and hold us, up three fingers. Slip like us this. some Bitcoin. <laughs> um, but apparently, yeah, you don't just go in the regular door. No way. No way, dripping vid. Please, the guy there for a sprained ankle, he doesn't want to see you anywhere near him. Me and the lepers coming in the back door. Exactly. Exactly. Totally uh, change of topic. I wanted to get this on before the end of the show, though. Another email. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is how you email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Barry from Thailand, who's stuck in the United States because you can't go back during the vid. He says, uh, guys, the uh, the election. I like Disneyland better, but Thailand. Better than Thailand? No, I'd rather be in Thailand. Um, what disturbed me most about the election was I just found out my grandmother voted for Biden. She never would have done this when she was alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. As a little vote fraud humor there. Well crafted B from T. Nice job. I bet they got a lot of good Thai food in Thailand. It's just it's a guess. <laughs> I would constantly say, who wants American tonight? I live in Thailand. <laughs> Who's up for American tonight? So get a burger. A little American carryout? No? <laughs> um, the government is recommending for Thanksgiving that you don't use like one spoon for the mashed potatoes for everybody to use like you normally do at Thanksgiving. Just use your hands. Scoop it out with your hands. Stick your face in there like you're bobbing for apples. <laughs> Come out all coated with it. <laughs> Just licking nah, like you're a dog. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I want this song in the background of my life all day long. Just like as I walk to my car in the parking lot. That part right there. <laughs> I'd forgotten that you were a smoker at one point. How long were you a smoker and how much? Uh, Probably just under a couple years. Uh, I was smoking the old cigarettes and uh, it was on a day where uh, I I bought two packs that morning. And then it was the first time I had done this much, but then by the end of the day, both packs were gone. I was like, well, this this seems unsustainable. And uh, Cost-wise or health-wise? All, all, all things considered. God, the cost is amazing. Um, and then my, my hack to stop smoking was I just stopped buying cigarettes, and eventually, like, it, I don't think it ever necessarily got the hooks in me, but uh, I was able to to curb that pretty yeah. easily. And then yeah. two packs is a big day. That was, a, that was a big day. It was also when I was... How many cigarettes is it? 40. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 20 in a pack. It was also when I was selling cars, so I was standing on a car lot for multiple hours a day looking to kill five minutes at a time any way I could oh. in between oh, customers Standing and on stuff. the car lot, smoking cigarettes, waiting for a customer. Oh, oh living, living the life. <laughs> <laughs> Glamorous. Pot lot or like a real real dealership? Uh, No, real dealership. Okay. Yeah. I like the pot lots where they just got a, like a random selection of used cars anywhere from like $2,000 to... $18,000. Chain link fence and a big sign that says, we tote the note. The car may or may not have been salvaged. I don't know. Flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let me check for you. Yeah, boss says it wasn't. <laughs> what? The boss? What? He's usually right about this. The first car. So I was doing a thing with a, uh, getting a new internet yesterday with AT&T. And it came to, uh, you had to have all these security questions to, you know, get in if you ever got to get in. And I didn't have a, 
I always struggle with these because I don't have obvious obvious answers to a bunch of these. Who was your best friend as a kid? I got like I I won't remember which of the like six people I could mention. Right, that. right. You know, I moved a lot, so you know, what's the street you grew up on? I got several. I just I have I've struggled with that. One of them was your first car, and I do remember my first car, which I bought at a pot lot in uh, in Denver, Colorado. Um. My best friend and I both went. His sister drove us to Denver from Western Kansas, and we each had like twelve hundred dollars. Wow! And uh, we get dropped off by her in Denver, and we rented a car, and we were going to have to buy cars to get back home. That was our plan. So you rented a car to buy a car, okay? Yeah, I get so it. we could drive around. Yeah, she wasn't going <laughs> to hang around all day with her lameo little brother and his friend, all right? And we rented this because we had no money, but uh, we we rented this cheap, crappy car from a place called Rental Lemon. Yes. At least they're up front. And it was just a yeah, piece of I crap. I did the rent a wreck thing. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it was fine, but yeah. it was it was a piece of crap. But it yeah. was it was absolutely fine for my needs. Yeah. This is the trip where I had, I got kicked out of Denver for urinating the parking lot. Banned, but, right? Uh, banned from Denver. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But anyway, um uh, we went to this we went to various pot lots and pretty quickly realized they're all exactly the same. I mean, they all have roughly the same thing and treat you roughly the same way. But they're all so shysty. You know, they're the ones that like aren't even paved. They're just kind of a combination of dirt and gravel and low spots where there's water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're selling a bunch of different kind of cars for a very low price. But I remember we were looking at one car that had on the window um nine hundred dollars. We only had we each only had like a little over a grand, so we weren't looking to spend much. That's your sticker price, nine hundred. Anyway, so the sales guy's talking to us, and the guy, the owner, whatever it is, he drives up. He said, hey, I got to leave for lunch. Hey, that's supposed to have a one in front of it. Well, I guess you have to sell it to him for what the price says there, but put the one back up there, and he drives off. And nice. I thought, wow, I'm a rube, but I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I'm a 19-year-old with a pocket full of cash from small-town Kansas, yeah. but even I'm not this stupid. I thought, wow, that, that works on some people? Wow. Oh, my God, honey, we need to buy it quickly. <laughs> I'm going to get it a full $1,000 off. Used this car- piece of crap. Used car values right now are crazy high. There are people who, you know, at the end of a lease, you have a buyback option. Um, if you want to, you know, you stick with the car, you got to pay the dealer twenty five grand or whatever to keep the car. Now people are buying it for twenty five and selling and turning around and selling it for thirty three because used car values are so high right now because oh. of the vid and everything. And what did two nineteen year old boys buy with their, uh, you know, barely four figures worth of cash? something with a t top? Something cool looking. We both bought Volkswagen Baja Bugs. You know, Volkswagen Beetles that had been turned into Baja Bugs. Wow. His didn't even make it back home. Oh. His broke down on, on I-70 between Denver and where we were headed. Oof. Mine made it all the way home. My 1969 Volkswagen Bug that I bought for, I think, $900. Wow. But, hey, there was uh, supposed to be a one in front of that. A bargain at twice the price. Um, we thought they were kind of cool, but we quickly realized that the only people that thought they were cool were grade school kids. So if I drove by a grade school, <laughs> all the kids would say, look at that. But anybody older than that oh, thought it was boy. immensely lame. Anybody would say <laughs> breasts. <laughs> yeah. Not so much. <laughs> when I was you a- were a child. When I was a little kid and my dad uh, came back to the States uh, when he was still in the Air Force, we got a 67 Beetle, white. Um, and uh, I don't know if it was new or used, but I do remember we still had it when we moved to Chicagoland. And that the heater in that thing, it was like somebody had a candle lit and was gently blowing across the candle. Or somebody was going like this on you. <sighs> <laughs> right. 
from 10 yards away. I mean, there was a barely perceptible breath of heat. That's the way mine was. And if it was wind, if the wind was in my face, I couldn't reach the speed limit. Yeah. (laughs) I could get about 50, but I couldn't get up to 60. That's when the speed limit was 55. (laughs) You dreamed of going 55. You say, Sammy Hagar could go to hell. That was a beautiful dream. Oh, if only. <laughs> Think how the wind would whip through my hair. The scenery would fly by. <laughs> to dream of going 55. I can't drive 55. No, really, I can't. I seriously no, can't. No, no, no I, I'm not able to. I've got no, the you see the, to the floor. You see, there's a headwind. <laughs> it's impacting my internal combustion engine. Maybe, uh, maybe if I tack back and forth across the road, maybe that would work. Hilarious. All right, so uh, Joe Manchin, moderate Democrat senator from West Virginia, said some stuff that is very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say uh, so. I laid some of my most severe fears of uh, the Senate going the wrong way. you got to be safe where you... Well, you got to be a senator where you don't have, you're not up election for six years before right. you can say this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he went ahead and did. We'll bring you that, among other things. We could reset that Neil Cavuto cutting off a Kaylee McEnany thing. It's pretty. Maybe. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think the it's more indicative of a bigger thing going on right now that's worth talking about. So we'll do that. I don't know what else. We'll figure it out. We'll take your call. No, we won't. <laughs> we will not do that. I should have never sold that car. My kids would love it because <laughs> they're little kids. Because they're little kids. <laughs> How the Trump administration is handling the transition with the incoming Biden team or not handling it, we should say, to a certain extent. This time it involves our intelligence community. Uh, Ken, what have you learned, sir? Okay, uh, think we lost. Think we lost Kent for a second. We'll try to get him back there. <laughs> Evidently, whatever Kent learned has disturbed him. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, F. <laughs> okay. So, Ken, you seem a little worried there. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say? Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> we go to Ken with these very important findings. Oh, S. Oh, F. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I think we've lost Ken. Yeah, you've lost him in more ways than one. Hey, we go got do something so, else. The New York Times is calling this breaking news. I would call this news that everybody knew if they were paying attention to real, honest reporting. The Supreme Court taking a look at the Obamacare today, the Affordable Care Act. Ver- York, a very narrow part of it. Yeah. The New York Times breaking news is the bulk of the Affordable Care Act seems likely to survive its latest encounter with the Supreme Court after key justices signal their support. Yeah. Everybody knew that. Yeah. Even even Trump said that. Trump wasn't fighting to change anything. He was fighting to keep the things you like that the left has been claiming were going to go away. Yep. So, yeah, that was a whole bunch of nothing. And a bunch of the so-called conservative justices were saying to Texas, I don't think you have much of a case here because they're not activists. They're, they're conservative. That doesn't mean they always want the Republican outcome. But, you know, frightening people over the Supreme Court is uh, pretty effective these days. It is charming of people uh, to let everyone else know that you would be a bad judge because it is impossible for you to understand how somebody could separate those two things. Exactly. Yeah, you're a vicious monster. So uh, what about the court packing? Biden wins. He's going to have 27 different Supreme Court justices with a 
24 liberal majority or whatever the math would be um and that sort of stuff if indeed both of the runoff races for the georgia senate seats if both of them go democrat in january it's 50 50 in the senate the horrible kamala harris casts the deciding vote we got the court packing we got adding states the end of the filibuster, the rest, it falls apart, and the, our country goes away. Well, moderate Democrat Joe Manchin of West Virginia is a senator. He's uh, making the rounds, and he's uh, he wants to, uh, to let you know where he stands on these things. 31, please, Sean. When they talk about whether it be packing the courts or ending the filibuster, I will not vote to do that. I will not vote to pack the courts, I think. And I will not vote to end the filibuster. This system, the Senate, was so unique body in the world. It was made to work together in a bipartisan way. And once you start breaking down those barriers, then you lose every, every reason that we are the institution that we are, the most deliberate body. So I want to lay those fears to rest, that that won't happen, because I will not be the 50th Democrat voting to end that uh, filibuster or to basically uh, block, uh, stack the court. Uh, do 32 as well, and we'll discuss. And then all the other things you're hearing about, defund the police. I don't know of any of the Democrats in the caucus that are for defunding the police. We're not for that whatsoever. And when they talk about basically uh, Medicare for all, we can't even pay for Medicare for some. Doesn't make any sense at all. We've got to fix the Affordable Care Act we have. And I think our Republican, moderate Republicans will work with us to now repair what needs to be repaired. So you got a couple of things going on there. Old Joe Manchin, who truly is a moderate, uh, kept his mouth shut during the election with that stuff because he couldn't lose the wackadoo left, uh, at least for for Biden's sake. Uh, Joe, I think Joe Joe was reelected two years ago, I think, as I recall. Um, so he kept his mouth shut during the election. Afterward, he comes out and says, no, we're not going to pack the quarter in the filibuster. I hate that idea, which is good. I appreciate that. On the other hand, it is a little funny that if those two threats are removed, or it's actually multiple threats with the court packing and the uh, adding states and the rest of it, if those two threats are removed, that might reduce Republican turnout in Georgia for those two seats. Because you know the Republicans are going to pitch the race, save the Senate. We must save the Senate or AOC will be our dictator. And he's trying to pull the rug out from under Mm -hmm. that. He's doing it sincerely. But we'll all find out together in, what, two months? What happens in uh, in Georgia? January Who has the 5th. Senate for the two years and one day that Biden's the president? Sticking by my prediction. And he's, then he's going to resign. Say, my brain doesn't work so well anymore. Kamala, you take over. And, specific- and she'll say, it's Kamala. <laughs> and, and But then she'll be the president. And the that specific two years and one day date is relevant because? Because then she can run uh, two more times. Gotcha. Okay. If, if you serve less than two years of a term, you're considered not to have really served a term. So she could be the president for 10 long years. <laughs> That'll never happen because she's she's about as appreciated as a shard of glass in a ham sandwich. Once, Come anybody, on now. once anybody's exposed to this woman, they can't stand her, including the Democratic Party. Well, that wouldn't be very appreciated at all. <laughs> that might, exactly. Horrible woman. A study out, and there have been lots of studies on the COVID, so who knows what's going to stick and what's not. How long are you immune after you get it? Blah, blah, blah. But uh, a lot of COVID patients later develop mental illness, according to a new study. Oh, no. 20% 
of coronavirus patients later develop a new mental illness, usually anxiety, depression, or insomnia. Okay. I thought we were talking like psychosis or something. Not that those things you mentioned are a treat. Joe calls, which is the worst one. I'm going to argue unfairly. Depression, probably? Yeah. Joe calls depression a treat. <laughs> or nothing to worry about. That's just not, no. Heartless no. Trump supporter what calls What are you, depression. a listener sending a heartfelt email? I can't believe you guys said that that's the opposite of what we said. I've been listening since the 60s, and I'm never going to listen again. <laughs> yeah, based on my completely bass-ackwards misinterpretation of what you said. Maybe we should be better communicators. Maybe we should consider being good at our jobs. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do something else. Maybe you're a child and you should do something else. <laughs> what do we have? You are a child. Go do something else. <laughs> Sorry, Tucker. I've let you down. I've disappointed you. Have you, you considered being good at your jobs? <laughs> all right. I think I got them all in. There we go. Uh, so here's what I found. Mike Tyson, if I fail, I'm going to die. Well, I'm watching this video of him beating up some guy. He's still fast as lightning. Oh, beside that, he's ripped. He is nothing short of terrifying. He's 54. The legs on that guy, the shoulders on that guy. He's also just like wearing underwear. Woof. Wear some shorts, man. (laughs) Get some outerwear, sir. Look at his musculature. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a big man right there. 54. Yeah. Anyway, he's got an exhibition bout against another oldster. Roy Jones Jr., who was a really big deal 30 years ago. Um, and the latest training video has gotten a lot of people's attention. But he said, anything I do, anything I do, I put so much into it. Uh, if I fail, I'm going to die, he said. How many people do that? That's what I like to do. I like to go all out. I play for keeps. I'm going to eat his children. I'm the greatest fighter since the <laughs> conception of God. That's a, quite a statement. Yeah, wow. That's going back some. Was that before Ali, the conception of God? Yeah, I think so. It seems they were very much into the uh, exchanging barbs to hype up the fight in order to get the m- most amount of pay-per-view yeah, uh, purchases. Yeah. Oh, of, no, they wouldn't do of that. Of the hype process. They here. wouldn't do that. I've been boxing younger guys and harder guys, and they're assuring me that I'm doing very well. I'm looking forward to this, Tyson said. The last time I was 215 pounds, I believe I was 18 or 17 years old. I'm really happy with everything I've been doing. Uh, just total confidence, blah, 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 blah. Um, he said, I, I was happy to leave the ring when I quit. I dreaded being in the ring at that time. I was fighting for financial purposes. I was on drugs. I was a different person, but now I've got the desire to do this. He could, if he if he looks impressive, it could turn into a bit of a thing to watch. Like, if he beats the hell out of Roy Jones, Jones Jr. and then decides to take on somebody, you know, a little younger, and then a little younger, next thing you know, you got the eight-year-old. <laughs> Not that young. Okay, sorry. You got the ancient Mike Tyson fighting a guy who's like 30. Yeah. Okay, see how this goes. Some palooka. Uh, Tyson, who told Jim Gray that he used to pass drug tests by filling a prosthetic penis with baby urine. Then he'd hang that out of his shorts. Presumably, he was wearing shorts at the time because he doesn't have any now, apparently. They they drug test boxers? Yeah. To make sure they're not... Uh, Roided up. Yeah, mostly roids. Oh, okay. And all, uh, uh, He's I, never been accused of doing steroids, has he? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. What do he, I care if some like, athlete's stoned? Go he, ahead. He looked like that starting very young, but uh, could have been on steroids young. I don't know. I've never mm-hmm. heard that about him. He also didn't do the, you know, uh, 
super ripped, then shrink down to, you know, the whole Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa thing. Small, huge, small again. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, would you guys pay for this fight? I would. Well, with who, for that one, how much am I paying here in this scenario? Let's say it's forty nine ninety five. That's too much. Fifty bucks is too much. I would get together with buds. Oh, if I split it with somebody else, but yeah. I, I do. Of course, there's alone. yelling, and then you speak moistly on each other and get the vid. So, right. I am definitely intrigued by this. I am intrigued also. Although I tell you what, he's in fabulous shape for a man of his age. Well, but for a man of his age, I got to believe they'll. You know how the the heavyweights by the seventh round they're leaning on each other and throwing a paw like once every thirty seconds. That's going to be the second round in this one. But uh, Evander Holyfield, who once had his ear bitten off by Mike Tyson, said he wants a piece of this action. So that's the fight I'll pay for. I think so. Tyson beats up Roy Jones Jr. Then Tyson Holyfield three. Old men punching each other in the head. What's the matter with you? He bites the tennis ball off his walker. <laughs> Want to eat his children. Uh, our text line is four. Would you pay for it? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. We got this text. Oh, I still got my mask on. Why do I have my mask on? Because it's Joe Biden's America, and it's a mask mandate. Everywhere you go, freedom is gone. Um, Sorry to hear that. We got this text. You are very good at your job, obviously, making money, lots of followers. But why do you have to lie and be mean? Pure uh, perversity. Animus. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Just, we is enjoy it your greed? We enjoy hurting people. I don't know. Thank you for the question. Next. I really like the specifics the texture uh, relate along with that. You're maybe, lying in about. Maybe they're trying to text someone else. Was that for your mom or your <laughs> husband? No, I think it was probably us. Okay. Um, we're trying to figure out how tired everyone is of hearing about COVID. Very. Although, you know, breakthroughs and good news is good news. Sure. I don't want any more harem scarum crap, honestly. And you know, it's not crap necessarily, but you know, I think I get it. <laughs> I think I'm up up on it. It's nasty. Not that many people have gotten it, but still a lot of people have gotten it. And it's not very deadly except for all the people it's killed and and a lot of people get mild symptoms except that they might turn mentally ill. So I was gonna I was gonna go through it earlier, but I didn't because I think people are getting a little tired tired of it but the wall street journal had a good long article because uh, yesterday uh biden announced his covid team his covid response team and the wall street journal said uh you know biden has said all the right things but the team he's put together is a really into lockdowns and not going to school and they named all the people and the various things they've said and, we're gonna listen to the scientists yeah but it's all one kind of scientist right and there are plenty of scientists who say we got open schools back open no matter what um like they're doing in europe Yep, but um, well, France just announced the super crazy re-lockdown. Everything you can be out of your house for one hour a week to get groceries, not and get even medicine to get a if you like it. Right, you're gonna have to wear the same beret the rest of the month. Exactly, no taking it to the beret cleaners. <laughs> but the schools are gonna remain open. Yeah, I know. Same with England. Because of course they are. Because that is something you just absolutely can't do. That's have a kid stay home and not learn. Yep. 
It's weird. Especially since the kids are fine, vid-wise. And the lesson here... And they don't seem to be super spreaders. The lesson here, for the younger generation again, because something like this will probably never happen again in my lifetime, but the lesson here is, man, don't Watch, give... new one comes next year. <laughs> God, how would we react mentally to that? Poorly. We'd, the whole country would have to... Uh, i got to sit down for a second. Ooh. Call, call Kentucky and be cranking out that bourbon three shifts a day, all right? How are we going to react to every... Once we get through this, how are we going to react every time one of these comes along? Because there have been ten of these in my lifetime, and they've all been nothing. And you always made a big deal out of them and said, this could be the one, and I'd always say, whatever, because there'd be like six deaths in the entire world. Swine flu. Bird flu. Whatever it was. Monkey pox. Monkey pox. And it would always turn out to be nothing, and uh, and I always thought, why the big deal? Well, I thought this was going to be nothing when one person died in... Washington or wherever the first one was, and uh, now look. Now how do you feel? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so France is doing the crazy hard lockdown like we couldn't put up with in this country, but the schools are going to remain open, and Matthew Lilly makes the point. At Reason.com, it's a sharp contrast with large parts of the U.S. where there has been substantial resistance to reopening schools. Teachers unions in affluent Fairfax, Virginia. Right across the river from D.C. Recently petitioned for the district schools to remain closed for the entire school year. Right through June. Last week, hundreds of teachers held a sick out in Idaho's largest school district, protesting plans to bring kids back to classrooms. We've lost our minds in this country. We we have, and my my point was going to be, since I won't be old enough for the next time this happens, I hope young people recognize if you give up your freedom at the beginning, it's really hard to get it back. If there had been a stronger pushback at the very beginning, of course we didn't have we didn't have the knowledge though. We didn't have right. the we didn't we didn't have the info we would have needed to fight back. Oh, oh yeah, if but, kids started dying like it's nineteen eighteen, I mean But maybe you gotta wait till it, maybe you gotta wait till that starts before you you say, okay, you know, close the schools instead of a preventative. Wait a second, we're gonna close down schools because something might happen? Mm-hmm. I, I would suggest we don't ever do that again. Boston had an uptick. Don't use the word spike unless it's a spike. They're even doing that on Fox News now. Numbers have started to spike in New Jersey. Yeah, they've gone up from 20 to 22. Stop it. Anyway, uh, Boston uptaking their positive test rate. The mayor announced all city schools would halt in-person learning immediately. Earlier in October, just after in-person classes recommenced, uh, Governor Andrew the Ass Cuomo of New York shut down the 124 schools. Shut down. Bars and restaurants remained open, by the way, oddly enough. Yeah, so the one local school I know of, uh, they're, they're looking at being closed down the whole year unless something changes. So you'll be a full year and a half without being in a classroom right in the middle of your... Well, that's because the kids are our vectors for the disease, except they're not. I don't know if you ever catch up from that, though, scholastically. We'll just be uh, dumber for the rest of our history by a year and a half. I say final, you say thoughts. Final, final, thoughts. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There's Michelangelo in the control room pressing the buttons. Michael, final thought. Uh, just real quick, I hope the vaccine will mean that sports and concerts will be back by next fall. I miss the crowds. I miss the rainbow wigs, all that stuff. <laughs> Amen. John 316. Look it up. Positive Sean, a final thought for us. I'm still not comfortable with the fact that earlier in today's show, my brain constructed a narrative of not only Bob Barker passing away, which has not happened, but also the outpouring of love and affection that uh, that rang through social media 
on that very sad day. None of those things happened. My brain thought it did. That scares me. Stupid brain. Jack, a final thought to share with the folks. I feel like there's just like, you know, in the, if you're ever up early enough to see the sun comes up, just a tiny little bit of the sun just peeking over at the very beginning. I feel like that we got that going on of maybe some reasonableness happening. I'm hoping the pendulum is starting to swing back the other direction. Don't look at Twitter. Don't look for it on social media. Senator Manchin announcing as a Democrat, I'm not a yes vote for court packing or filibuster or any of that stuff. And my final thought is we learned a new term today. If the mainstream media prints anything good about Trump, it's called reputation laundering. Wow. Even if it's 100% accurate. And, That's and, a dumb way to look at the world, uh, and, media. And, well, it's dangerous. And Twitter will go crazy. Of course, again, Twitter woke up crazy. Reputation laundering. Yeah. How we'll see that? you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say what that. I've you? sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Uh, Ken, what have you learned, sir? Oh, sh**. F- okay. Uh, think we lost, think we lost Ken for a second. We'll try to get him back. Go do something else. Armstrong and Getty.